Hello and welcome to Strange Stuff. My name is Andy. And uh, I'm Mark. Is it all working? Um, yes, as far as I can see. see good, you. I've got a drink today. Oh, I haven't. thought I'd be a good boy. You don't need one. No, Am I allowed no. to eat crackers? Let's just check your cracker level. <laughs> <laughs> what a weather, eh? Uh, yeah, well, in fact, I've been working all day and then I went, did an hour in the garage. I've literally just got out of the shower. Okay. So, yes, what weather? Information. So, yeah, I was wondering if you would uh, want to come over here tomorrow and help me build a fucking ark. <laughs> It's been raining non-stop since we went to Carlstar, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, you're right, actually. And in fact, uh, the rain woke me up last night. It was raining so heavily. Yeah, and when it rains hard, I mean, uh, even when I'm sitting here with my headphones on, I can hear it in the background through my headphones. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, am I allowed to interrupt <laughs> this to tell well, Uber that I'm on my podcast? That's not good, is it? <laughs> How professional. Ilva, why, how do you know I'm doing my podcast with Andy? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> now, I'll call you back in uh, in an hour. All right, head on, head on. So how did she know? She didn't. She just happened to be calling to check I'd survive the day at work. It's the red month, didn't you know that? Uh, that sounds like something out of the Game of Thrones. Yeah, well, it is. It's the red month, meaning all your uh, dairy products go off quickly. That is a myth and a legend. I don't think so. It can't be a myth and a legend. It's a legendary myth. I've never, ever had that happen to me. Yeah, because you've got no fresh stuff in the house. It's either takeaway wrappers or pizza boxes. Takeaway? Are you mad? What takeaways do you think we have within a 50-kilometre range of this place? <laughs> I wish... That kebab, that kebab place, Kebab Central. Kebab City. I don't really do kebabs. It's not my cup of tea at all. I still had some KFC left from my fabulous trip. What, from three days ago? Well, technically that would have been only two days ago. How can you eat two-day-old KFC? Oh, straight from the fridge. Delish. They should actually open a KFC shop selling two-day-old from-the-fridge chicken. They would probably sell more than the freshly made stuff. They would in Sweden. They certainly would. Maybe you could um, not. What's the? Um, maybe you could promote the idea with KFC. They open one in Mora. No, because it's a franchise operation, isn't it? So they would say to me, "Sure, you give us fifty thousand pounds, and you can open up a KFC." Well, why don't you open one up? Then you can stuff your face all day long. There's a problem with that. You haven't got any money. Exactly. <laughs> How am I going to purchase a franchise with uh, no kroners? You could take over the old McDonald's. The old McDonald's? Yeah, the McDonald's. That's going to be closing down shortly, surely. Is it? Wouldn't you think so with uh, all the competition around? You must be Max mad. They're making a fortune. What, McDonald's? They, you've, there's no such thing as a poor McDonald's. 
It's the junk food of a whole generation. Yeah, the last... Look, that cat's destroying your sofa. Kill it! Shady, you No, bastard. seriously, he's, he's destroying your sofa. <laughs> he is, I can see him doing it I on I know camera. you can see him doing it, but that's... What do you want me to do? Slap him? Yes! <laughs> what? What, the cat is allowed up. to destroy your furniture? When you have animals, you buy furniture with the animals in mind. You can't, you can't, what do you, what am I going to do to stop him? A cat, you can train a cat. You cannot train a cat. You can train a cat to use a proper toilet okay, and a flush. Look, now he's trying to climb the wall. Shady? He's gone, has he? No, he's behind the curtain. I think he's taking a dump. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. I hope not. Well, I hope you've got something more interesting than last week for today's episode. What? You mean the world's greatest mountain climber? That was a brilliant episode. <laughs> that was just a load of nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you've, got, you've got to believe in your content. Uh, never... Yes, if there was some content to believe in. <laughs> We're never going to be world famous poddies if we carry on like this. <laughs> Oh, I thought dear. that was a great story. It had all the hallmarks of British ingenuity with some go-getting spirit and uh, a touch of classic comedy. The only bit that interested me was actually the aircraft type, and I bet you got that wrong. No, it was definitely a gypsy moth. Well, I'll take your word for it. Anyway, what is today's about? Well, it's today... not another murder. <laughs> Don't be so scared of murders. Yes. Today, I've... We're going to talk about a well-researched... Well, not um, by you, obviously. Well-researched by someone else. You have no faith. We're going to talk about the Bennington Triangle. What is that? That's a triangle in Bennington. <laughs> well, where's Bennington and what's triangular about it? OK, the Bennington Triangle is centred around Glastonbury Mountain in Vermont. And it's long been known for strange events, including UFO activity, Bigfoot sightings... Uh, strange lights and sounds, and it's also the location where five people disappeared in the 40s and 50s. Uh, the uh, area... Can I spoil the story right at the beginning? You can give the it a go. The fact that two totally, or three totally disconnected events happened probably is a reflection on the population of Bennington. Is it some crack cocaine den or something? I remember no, in no, episode not crack one. Cocaine, meth. What do they do in America? Meth. <laughs> I remember in episode one where you generally diss the Americans. <laughs> well, <laughs> now you're carrying that over to episode three by denigrating a whole town in Vermont for fucks. If oh, I could imagine there, were, <laughs> if I could imagine there were any Americans listening, I do apologise ahead of time. Oh dear. Sorry to interrupt. Right. Well, the area is also said to be cursed, so the Indians of the area had long been wary of it. And they avoided it. Um, the Indians, in particular, in that area, were called the Algonquin. And an Algonquin legend warned of a malevolent stone in the mountain that would open up and devour anyone unlucky enough to step on it. I think you right. might be right with the crack. <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> no, but this actually sounds mildly interesting to me, Andy. Carry on. So there's this sacred stone that if anybody disturbs, instant death. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it basically opens up and swallows you whole. Yeah. Sounds like one of my exes. 
Um, the phrase Bennington Triangle was coined by a New England author called Joseph A. Citro in 1992, who said the area shared characteristics with the Bridgewater Triangle, which is in neighbouring Massachusetts, which we may talk about another time. Right, the stretch of woodlands around Glastonbury Mountain includes the towns of Bennington, Woodford and Shaftesbury. Now, you might think these names are strangely familiar. They are, all around Piccadilly in London. Absolutely, and <clears throat> all named directly after areas of England and also the old mining ghost towns of Somerset and Can I point something out yep. that's also interesting? You've mentioned the Bennington Triangle. Yes. You've mentioned some other triangle beginning with B. You just did. Bridgewater. Yes. And there's another one beginning with B. Bermuda. But we're not talking about that one. No, but isn't that a coincidence? There are three Bermuda-style triangles all beginning with B. Um, You'll find... I don't know. This is an interesting side note, actually. The Bermuda Triangle, you might notice, has been very quiet over the last 25, 30 years. Because of GPS, probably. Absolutely right. Because there's what? No, yes, you're absolutely right. Because of GPS, we're no longer reliant on magnetic compasses, which suffer from the uh, effects of the anomalies in, in the, within the Bermuda Triangle. So ships and aircraft no longer get lost. That's amazing. It's amazing complete, that you actually guessed right. Complete nonsense. It's, how is it complete nonsense? <laughs> Come on, I how think you, you deserve know, a round of applause. Is there a magnetic anomaly in Bermuda? I think you deserve a round of applause. Thank you. That's enough of that nonsense. So anyway, back to Bennington. Right. Shaftesbury, Bennington and Okay, the the towns were (laughs) not even close. The towns were Bennington, Woodford and Shaftesbury, as well as the old ghost towns of Somerset and Glastonbury. Right. Now, for more than two centuries, there have been sightings of a Bigfoot-like creature in the Glastonbury Mountain area, which became known as the Bennington Monster. Okay. And one of the first reported sightings occurred in the early 1800s when a stagecoach full of passengers, and this is before meth. Or cocaine. Or coke. Actually, not cocaine. Well, before crack. When a stagecoach full of passengers was forced to stop on a washed-out road. The stage driver first noticed very large footprints in the mud that was too large to be humans, according to him. Then, suddenly, the coach was attacked by a large creature who knocked the vehicle on its side. The frightened passengers could only see a pair of eyes before the monster roared and ran off into the forest. Later sightings described the creature as a large, hairy black thing standing over six feet tall. Can I hazard a suggestion? To be honest, that sounds like my mate Michael. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. So, right, so that was the start of this Bennington Triangle nonsense. Well, that was the first alleged sighting of the alleged Bigfoot. I think think they're probably going to get some kind of cancel culture going on Bigfoot and say, look, you're you're picking on something's obvious disability or you've got to change the name of Bigfoot. You're you're just trying to be uh, contentious by mentioning cancel culture. I know it's complete antithesis to your conspiracy dark web nonsense that you absorb yourself in most of the day. I have no idea what you might be alluding to. (laughs) Yes, exactly. There's no cancel cult. I'm going to bleep that. (laughs) (laughs) You've been cancelled. Right, is that it? Is that the only instance of this Yeti-style sighting? Yeah, so... um, What else has happened? Thanks for joining us and... uh... (laughs) 
I wonder, what about the five people that disappeared? Stories for a long time. People going missing in the area. The first was a, a man named Carol Herrick in 1943. Now, to be fair, if my parents had called me Carol, I might have fucking run off as well. <laughs> It was a bit unfortunate. Sorry for all you carols out there. Well, there can't be many. Well, we've only got one listener anyway, so chances (laughs) of him being called Carol are pretty damn slim. (laughs) Herrick went missing during a hunting trip about 10 miles northeast of the mining ghost town of Glastonbury. His body was discovered three days later, surrounded by huge, mysterious footprints. And it seemed he had been squeezed to death. Um, Um, Many claim... That this is the only person known 100% to have been killed by a Bigfoot. Well, it's just nonsense. It's a bear. <laughs> it's over. What, what, where does the expression bear hug come from, if not from bears squeezing people to death? Don't spoil a good story by introducing facts and reason. What's it's, the matter with you? These poor people, maybe they're just doing it for a bit of a tourist attraction, Malarkey. There is no Bennington Triangle, it's just nonsense. It's a complete dead-end town in the middle of the arse end of nowhere, and they need something to attract people, and they thought up this Yeti story. Have you considered podcasting might be the wrong career for you? (laughs) You can't can't just debunk our fucking episode before we've even recorded it. Jesus. (laughs) Sorry, carry on. I want more proof. I want more evidence of the Bennington Triangle actually existing. (laughs) Between 1945 and 1950, five-year period, uh, Bennington was the site of several completely unexplained disappearances. The first occurred on November 12th, 1945, when 74-year-old Middle Rivers, now I'm going to take a punt here and say that is a Native American name. Could be. Otherwise, what was the name? Could well have been Joan Rivers' grandfather. It could have been. Anybody with the surname of Rivers, it could have been their grandfather. Yeah, I'm just trying to get some celebrity connection to try and maybe boost our listenership. That's that's the best you could do, was it, Joan Rivers? (laughs) Anyway, Middle Rivers disappeared while he was out hunting. Um, He was actually a a hunting guide and he was guiding a group of four hunters up the mountains on the way back rivers got ahead of the rest of the group and then he was never seen again bear attack now i know i think he thought these people they haven't even paid me i'm just gonna go home and bug it off it wouldn't have been much of a disappearance if he'd just gone home though would it that wouldn't um, have hit the local newspaper man disappears only to be found later gone home due to boredom Um, or job dissatisfaction yeah anyway so we've got two bear attacks so far okay anyway an extensive search was conducted and the only evidence found was a single rifle shell that was found in a stream the speculation was that rivers had leaned over for some reason and the shell had dropped out of his pocket into the water see they, they had forensics in those days you know i've got another suggestion uh-huh. This fellow was really dissatisfied with his clients for not paying. He actually topped himself with his rifle and floated down the river, never to be seen again. I don't think it was a spent shell. I think it was a live, a live round. All right, so we're still at two bear attacks and counting. The disappearance had occurred on the Long Trail Road area and US Route 9. And he was an experienced hunter and fisherman and was well familiar with the local area, which was why it was such a shock when he went missing and was never seen again. Now, the second chap, uh, he, on December the 1st, 1949, a Mr. Telford, and this is a stranger occurrence, Mr. Telford vanished from a crowded bus. 
So Alfred was on his way home to Bennington uh, from a trip to St Albans, Vermont, and he was an ex-soldier who lived in a soldier's home in Bennington. He was sitting on the bus with 14 other passengers. They all testified to seeing him there, sleeping in his seat. When the bus reached its destination, however, uh, Tetford was gone, although his belongings were still on the luggage rack and a bus timetable lay open on his empty seat. Tetford never returned, never been found since. When I was a schoolboy... Go on, tell me that was a bear. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> All right, I accept that wasn't a bear. When I was a schoolboy, I remember reading about spontaneous combustion. Yes, don't ever debunk that. I've seen it happen. You've seen it, what, in one of your nightclub days? It might well have been LSD-induced. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, but that was the thing. Spontaneous combustion. There's a There's a subject for a strange whatever this podcast is called. Oh, spontaneous combustion yep we could get into that sometime right definitely so um, this poor soldier he just on, disappeared hang on before you give us your theory i'd just like to say and now a word from our sponsors okay you can carry on <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> <laughs> although having luck. said that i am in negotiations with both cartier and bentley really yep i've um, we're having words mostly I think you're... they've been <laughs> off <laughs> <laughs> I think you're more likely to get uh, a sponsorship from uh, the pizza place where <laughs> where your daughter got a pizza delivery from yesterday. You get a free pizza every Friday, filling of your choice. Topping, I'm sorry, topping of your choice. No, but bear in mind, this is a bus that goes from point A to point B, I'm guessing, with no stops in between. Could um, be. It's like a greyhound. So what happened to Mr. Tetford? Right, yeah. so we've had... We've had Telford, we've had Rivers. Uh, Who's yeah. next? We have an 18-year-old student named Paula Weldon, December 1st, 1946. She disappeared while she was taking a walk. She was walking uh, along the Long Trail into Glastonbury Mountain. She was seen by a middle-aged couple that was strolling about 100 yards behind her. They lost sight of her when she followed the trail around a rocky outcropping. But when they rounded the outcropping themselves, she was nowhere to be seen, and she has not been seen nor heard from since. All right, so that's in a relatively short um, time scale. There's only three years we've been talking about so far. Yeah, the five disappearances that we're discussing only happened in a five-year period. All right. Now, for me, I've got two prime suspects immediately. A the bus driver. A middle-aged couple who spotted her... <laughs> walking and then did not spot her any longer yes, i would be right. taking a very close interest in those two dodgy characters you're right it wasn't mr and mrs west on uh, american vacation it could well have been west go wild <laughs> <laughs> or west's go west they've both gone actually thank god departed this earth is as rose west died i thought she died years ago oh i'm not so sure do a quick google i can't i haven't got my oh here's my phone well, you're that, sitting on a computer, aren't you? Yes, but I can't Skype and do computer at the same time. Well, I am. Where do you think my notes are? <laughs> really? <laughs> you're just reading them off the screen. Well, I've got, you know, I can't just, you think, I don't know what you expect me to do. Do you think I sit there reading it like a script and remember dates and names and times and places? Uh, sorry, what was the name of that woman, West? Rose West. First, Rose West. Rose. I'm pretty certain she's still alive and clump humping in a lady's prison somewhere. English serial killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right, actually. Yeah, because she, there keeps being stories about her and her latest girlfriend. Ah. Uh-huh. Is Rose West still alive? That's a Google search. That's because yeah. there's a lot of people out there like you who have no idea about pop well, culture. Well, it's not the sort of thing I follow, is it? Right, OK, it wasn't her. 
Right, okay, then we've got in mid-October 1950, eight-year-old boy this time, unfortunately, disappeared from a farm. Paul Jepson. Paul's mother, who earned a living as an animal caretaker, left her small son happily playing near a pigsty while she tended to the animals. A short time later, she returned to find him missing. Extensive search of the area proved fruitless. I wonder if yeah. they'd have opened up the piggies. Yes. <laughs> they might have Disturbing had a better result. Disturbing as it sounds, but pigs eat people, don't they? Well, you've seen Snatch, haven't you? Feed him to the fucking pigs, Harold! Uh, no, I don't think I have in that case. Really? Have I? Or maybe With, I uh, have. Brick top. Is that the diamond one? Is there a diamond involved? Yes. Oh yes. All right. Yes. Okay. So that's sort of yeah. Not so. Not so surprising. Carry on. So we got that poor little fellow. He disappeared. We got yeah. the eighteen-year-old. That's obviously not good. And the fifth and the last disappearance occurred just sixteen days after the little boy vanished. This is October twenty-eighth, nineteen fifty. Frieda Langer, fifty-three, and her cousin Herbert Elsner left the family campsite near the Somerset Reservoir to go on a hike. Uh, during the hike. Langer slipped and fell into a stream and she told her cousin Elsner uh, if he would wait, she would go back to the campsite, change clothes and catch up with him. But she didn't ever return. Elsner made his way back to the campsite and found that Langer had not returned and nobody had seen her since they had left. Over the next two weeks, a total of five searches were conducted involving aircraft, helicopters and up to 300 searches. No trace of the woman was ever found. Except on May 12th, 1951... A body was found near Somerset Reservoir in an area that had already been extensively searched seven months previously. Because of the long time the body had been exposed to the elements, no cause of death could be determined. Langham was the last person to disappear and the only one whose body was found. No direct connections have ever been identified that tie these cases together other than general geographic area and time period. However... Today, if five people disappeared like that over the course of five years, they would definitely be a suspected serial killer. Do you think? Bearing in mind only one body was ever found, so there was nothing to connect it with. But when people disappear on a regular basis like that, you have to look into the fact that somebody out there might be taking them. Surely uh, normal, not normal, there's no such thing. Regular serial killers have a modus operandi and, and they've got a whole range of ages and sexes. It's not, uh, doesn't sound like a serial killer. Well, you've got a young boy, a 53-year-old yeah. woman. Yeah, uh, a 70-year-old bloke, an 18-year-old uh, um, girl. Yeah, but some serial killers don't mind. There, there are some very famous serial killers who do not have a victim type. Name one. The, um, you see, you can't. No, can I you? can. He was called the Night Stalker. And also the Golden State Killer. He was an ex-policeman. And he would pick victims completely and utterly at random. Anyway, we've strayed back onto this murder theme that you seem to be obsessed with. So anyway, this place, Bennington... Bennington, the Bennington Be Triangle. Exactly. It's just some place to avoid. Or has anything interesting happened there since 1946? Okay, my extensive research finished in 1946. <laughs> because lack of... Uh, Research and time. <laughs> Maybe they've got the world's biggest hot dog or something. Uh, most towns in America have got the world's biggest something. I actually saw the world's largest ball of string while I was in Florida, I think it was. You've never been to Florida. Of course I've been to Florida. Why? Some drug, mean, why? Big, big drug deal you were doing. I was doing buying some meth, of course, <laughs> from some old dude. <laughs> <laughs> So that's it. That's Florida's claim to fame. They've got the world's biggest ball of string. It might not have been in Florida. I just, for some reason, I think it's Florida. 
or it might not have been the world's biggest ball of string. So it's not much of a story, really, no, it is definitely it? definitely was the world's largest ball of string. But it might not have been Florida. Or was it the largest ball of elastic bands? Now, I've, now I'll have to research <laughs> myself. <laughs> so nothing interesting has happened in this town since the 1940s. Well, not in, this is another reason why I think it, it was possibly the work of a serial killer, because it all came to an abrupt halt. And serial killers generally only stop when A, they get caught, B, they die... They just don't stop. Uh, what I suspect is that your source of information was the Bennington, Bennington Tourist Bureau who are just trying to drum up some business for this poor, struggling town. Have you Google mapped them, Google earthed them to see if it's actually a surviving town? OK, when I say research, <laughs> I basically skimmed a headline, <laughs> a local rag. Well, you've done better than last week, that's for sure. At least you had some sort of factual evidence. Last week it was just a name and a plane. So did we cover all of this Bennington story? Because all I got were the five missing people. And the what were the foot? other elements of it? The, the Bigfoot. Big and what was the third thing? The Native American travel guide. Big rock. hunting guide. Yeah, and the, the big rock that eats people. Mm. Well, that was interesting stuff though, wasn't it? Surely? Well, it wasn't quite as thin as last week, but I wouldn't stay up to midnight listening to it. Well, <laughs> you're not expected to. It's going to last 25 minutes. <laughs> and after editing, there'll be much jolliment and thin research. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Oh, well, that was, uh, well, that was, yeah, it was mildly interesting. Bennington Triangle, I've remembered certain elements of it. The Rivers fellow who went missing. Poor old eight-year-old, that 18-year-old girl. Yeah, yep. Good job, Andy. Well done. Well done. So, if you enjoyed this episode, please tune in next week for the next one. And you can contact us on our website at strangestuff.com, where you will find links to our Instagram, our Twitter, and our email. If you'd like to leave us a message, feel free. I didn't think the website was strangestuff.com. I thought it was strangestuffpodcast.com. You can get us at our website, strangestuffpodcast.com. <laughs> Where you can... You, you don't even know the name of the bloody <laughs> website. Oh, my God. You're never going to be an influencer, are you? No, uh, hopefully. But I would like to go virus. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. Yeah. And join us again next time. Okay, we're done.